an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Now, there's been a lot of speculation as to what's going to happen with Derek Carr, who is, uh, well, he's he gone. Uh, he's not going to be a Las Vegas Raider moving forward. But Jared Goff, who found himself in a similar spot a couple of years ago, uh, right around this time when he got traded uh, a little before the Super Bowl, uh, Jared Goff uh, gave some advice to Derek Carr saying, there's definitely life on the other side. You know, there's hope out there. You know, the, the, the it's not the end of the road, like Boys to Men says. Mm. You know, there's, there's a possibility that, that you you know, life is going to be much better on the other side. And look at Jared Goff. He's playing maybe the best football of his career for the Lions. Yeah. Um, he, he ruined uh, Aaron Rodgers' swan song uh, in Lambeau Field. Yeah. And uh, and so here we go. A little advice for one Derek Carr as you look around the landscape and go, hey, maybe I'm going to end up being a New York Jet. And it might be miserable thinking you just came from Las Vegas to go uh, play for some team who plays their games in New Jersey, but their fans still claim him as New York. And so now he's trying to give his guy I uh, Derek Carr a little bit of advice, a little bit of uh, positive feedback, positive reinforcement. And it's nice to see somebody who went through it that's going to be able to lend this helping hand to Derek Carr in his moment of need. I think it's a really a heartwarming story here, what we're seeing here. I, I, I've been happy for Jared Goff. Like, it's been awesome to see like how well he's played since he's gotten to Detroit. Him and Ben Johnson have been a, a great you know team together. Um, the hard thing is, I think, for any organization – uh, like the Lions that, that finds themselves, you know, kind of getting a, a veteran at that point in his career is they absorb that, that contract, the extension he signed with the L.A. Rams. Now the question becomes, you know, what's their decision moving forward? Now they've got a, a year to play with because he's got a couple years left on his deal, but he's 29 years old. He showcased that he could be a guy who wins you football games. They're 9-8 and eight this year. Uh, Big-time improvement. And, and I think if you look at the roster moving forward – You'd have to think that, yeah, they can, they can improve in some spots and, and, and keep building on this, you know, building on the foundation they laid. The question becomes at some point, is, is Goff going to be your answer for the foreseeable future for Dan Campbell? And that's where, you know, if you're drafted 18th this year, 
not in striking distance to grab one of those top quarterbacks unless someone falls to you or they fall in love with someone and they want to make that move to go up and get them. But either way, like when you look at this roster, they've got some holes and some spots I think they could obviously address with the number 18th overall pick and how they look at this. But I also think sometimes as, as a veteran, you've got to be careful. You know, giving advice like that, next thing you know, a guy falls to them at 18 this year in the draft, and they end up taking a guy that's going to eventually replace them. Well, they're also know, where they can't get him on his rookie deal. I was going to start to interrupt. They're also uh, picking six as well, too. So maybe uh, they got that Rams pick. Maybe they uh, that's right. Take take a swipe at, uh, at somebody there, little, little Richardson. Maybe I just I think there's you know I would be more. I would think that they would look to trade back out of that pick and try to accumulate more just because they, they could use some more depth in the roster. They could use, you know, a, a few more positions. Um, you'd want to kind of draft and go after. Maybe even their secondary would, would meet a little bit of an improvement. But um, even wide receiver, try to add, you know, someone there. This is not a deep draft of wide receivers. So if you're going to go grab one, you want to try to get one of the top ones early. But I, I just – I think they're to a spot where, you know, they could um, they could draft some guys to help. But if the right guy falls to them – if they were to trade back out of the sixth spot, let's say, for example, Carolina wants to trade up, you know, maybe with Las Vegas, who's sitting there at seven, and, you know, they haven't made a move for, you know, Aaron Rodgers, or they haven't figured that out, you know, maybe then they look at the draft instead. And maybe it's the Carolina Panthers who are looking to trade up to the sixth spot to try to leapfrog Las Vegas. E- either way, I just think there, there could be some trade partners. They could stand put and then take, you know, whoever ends up coming to them at that point. But, it's always it's always interesting when you see a veteran guy, you know, kind of giving advice like that. It's true, and Goff's played great, but that doesn't mean the Detroit Lions are tied to him considering he's got a couple years left on his deal, and you'd think that after this year they'd be looking to try to extend or at least start to have a plan in place for the next guy. I feel like I'm conflicted as to whether New York is a great landing spot for for uh car I, I really am um I, I they they do have some pieces um they they do have some some players they can improve i think they can as as you mentioned q they can add another uh a playmaker to the the receiving core there could be the opportunity in free agency or even through a trade to bring in a a quality a quality veteran receiver i think in some regards that might be all they're lacking in terms of just one one major playmaker on on the outside um their defense is 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 pretty i mean their linebacking core i mean they're anchored very well i mean cj mosley is there quinnan is is one of the top guys i mean he's going to continue to uh emerge as as a type of guy that you know is is a well featured guy but i mean when you look at like garrett wilson um there's there's a few few other names that that jump out at me that that are are playmakers you got conklin at, at tight end i mean they got a pretty decent they got a pretty decent offensive line i think i don't know i i think for a, a, a i hate to say this a better quarterback like an aaron Rodgers, i think it's a better scenario i'm a tad bit conflicted because i look at how the the las vegas raiders look and you have a better receiver 
you, you know, you don't have a comparable receiver on the Jets team to to Devontae Adams. Um, you do have a running back. You you got Brees. You got a decent O line. They you know and and they he had Waller, which he was in, injured for a little while. But I mean, if if he couldn't get it done in Las Vegas with the talent that they had or the roster that they had, I mean, I would say. I mean, would you guys? I don't know. How would you guys look at rosters wise? Is he going to a better roster by going to the New York Jets versus where he's at with with the Las Vegas Raiders? I would say no. So I don't know how I feel about, you know, him making that move there. I mean, their defense is better. Okay, that's fair. I I mean, I'll give you that. Um, I'll give you overall their defense is better. But but talent-wise, as far as weapons, I mean, Garrett Wilson's a stud. Uh, He is a stud. He only started 12 games, too, and had, what, 1,100 yards? Yeah. I mean. Dealt with that quarterback situation. Yeah, I I think there's a significant drop-off from Rodgers to Derek Carr. I, I like Derek Carr. I just, I wonder what his, like, what the best, possible what the best spots could be for him because Tampa's also another team that was thrown in there that that would be a team that would be you know in the market potentially for Derek Carr um you've, you've that, got the that would be you got Carolina you got Tampa yeah you got the New York Jets um and you got Las Vegas like those are the teams that I think you look at right now and say those are like veteran spots where they're looking for quarterbacks or potentially looking at drafting one but that, that's what's going to make this so interesting is in both the case of, well, Carl will probably end up becoming a free agent. Yeah. And he'll become a free agent before, you know, the, the Rodgers trade would necessarily be a quote-unquote true. Like, it, it, the trade wouldn't take place at the beginning of the new league year. If Carl gets released February 15th, he's then able to sign anywhere he wants at that point. So that's where, like, he kind of gets a jump on all this. But that may come at a cheaper cost than whatever it would be to sign Aaron Rodgers um, not only one if you have to restructure his deal, but also the compensation, compensation you have to give Green Bay in order to get him. So it, those are two different scenarios, but the, I would say those are the top two veteran quarterbacks that you're looking at. What about that, Atlanta? That it's Jimmy G, or maybe Jimmy uh, G somewhere around decent. those Derek Carr, too. What, what do you think about Atlanta? Carr to Atlanta. Because I know Desmond Ritter's there. I, I have no idea what happened to Marcus Mariota. Did he just quit the team and leave? Yeah, Is that what the, the report was? He was he just. Done. He just took well, off. they weren't. He's still got a year left on his deal. They were probably not gonna, you know, keep him on that and, and release him anyway. So, because I mean, probably they felt like there's no point. They've got Desmond Ritter, but he was a th- you know third round pick. Like, and that's a team that's got some weapons. Like Atlanta's yeah. pretty stacked on offense. So that's also another. Yeah, I, it's I guess that's, a, that's the 15 we throw in a mix. But yeah, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, you've got between Jimmy G, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers, those three quarterbacks, those five teams. And then, however, the, the those teams see the draft too. I mean, Houston's a part of that group, right? But it sounds like they probably want to draft. It doesn't seem like they're as open to a veteran spot. I mean, let's make it a half dozen. Can we throw I mean, another one in there? Okay, <laughs> like the entire NFC South. Okay, there we go. Right, there so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. There's there any other teams that I've missed that I need to throw at this point? <laughs> We're now at seven. I'm not so We're sure. Seven teams. I'm not so sure you don't look at at Carr as a better as a better option than Garoppolo. Yeah, and I was going to say car. he's been healthier. But. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Not sure you don't look at him as a better option. So that's a lot of teams too, by the way. Yeah, and and that's in a division that's like up for the great. Like if I'm a quarterback, I want to go to the to the South, right? I want to go to the NFC South. That's It's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. Yeah. So 
You know, right. there it's it is. Enough. That is your six or seven team breakdown of where Derek Carr <laughs> might go. Damn. Uh, and by the way, if he doesn't go to one of those teams, uh, <laughs> I just don't. I, the Jets. That, that's a hard. That's a tough nut to crack, man. And and if you don't crack it in the Big Apple, they gonna have you on the back of that tabloid after every single game, and it's not. It's gonna get ugly. Well, I mean, just be careful if you if you're into you know dating older women and yeah. you know milfs as, as they call them, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, They'll find could, a way it, it to could get backfire him. on you. That, that's it not his backfire. thing. That, you know that ain't his thing. No. Yeah. But if it if it ever were, it'll come out in New York. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah it will come sure. out there. Uh, by the way, uh, I never knew that about their car. Right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. I don't know if you guys had uh, had a chance to see this. Uh, Kyrie Irving has been traded. Can you believe it? Like, can you believe it? Kyrie wasn't happy. Can you can you believe that? Like, what a stunner! A guy who walks around with a smile on his face at all times, and apparently he just wasn't happy in Brooklyn. So now he's a, a member of the Dallas Mavericks, and Luca uh, has got a little bit of help there in Dallas with that yeah, guy coming to town. So Man. how about that? How huh? about that? those are yeah. two prolific scores. Like, I, well, I mean, I don't know. I I think two of the best to watch in the game, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, hundred. The problem is, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Because because everywhere Kyrie Irving goes is a disaster. So yes, it's going to be a disaster. No man, this it might be work. one of those those environments that's conducive. First of all, you got to believe that the the act is running thin. You know that 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 what the world's right flat now. act or which one? <laughs> I mean, all of it, all of the f- yeah. the act of the flashing. You know, imagine Lavar when he digs in on the JFK conspiracies. I mean, the great interviews point. that are going to come from that. Yeah. Great <laughs> point. Well, I just think that I just think that Dallas is one of those those markets where one it it's a it's a big market, it's a it's a nice market, but then you have the culture which which Mark Cuban has been a part of building, Jason Kidd being there as a leader. I just I just think that this could be the best situation for Kyrie Irving. And to be honest with you, like Luca is not like, you know, the personalities that Kyrie has has played with. Like he's he's laid back. He he's not he's not overly you know kind of like out there with the whole superstar tag or anything like that. So you're not dealing with what you could possibly be dealing with with LeBron when you were with LeBron or with you know with uh, who he's with who he was with with KD now or whatever. I just think that this. 
the personality traits set up for Kyrie to just be able to relax and and not be more of like a media circus of of political views or you know personal views i think it just turns into you know you're playing basketball and i could be wrong I, I could be wrong i could be wrong but i just think that brooklyn is is one of those places where you know you you might have that type of approach but but when you're in cleveland it's the lebron james approach everybody all eyes are on you because of lebron james i mean you know Boston I don't know I don't you know we, I don't recall him even being really an issue in Boston he just didn't want to be there anymore right is that how that well, played he, out he, he said to the crowd they did some preseason like get together he said, well, no he said uh, you know I plan on staying here long term and then it was the all-star break and he's already talking to Kevin Durant about wanting to go to Brooklyn yeah. and, and they got caught but got nothing caught crazy camera. really played out while he was in uh in, in Boston, though. no, but he was just a pain in the ass. He's always a pain in the ass. Like I think it's always go, a, it's always uh, really a pain in the ass when he's with a high profile player. And, though. And, and, and by the way, oh, so yeah. it, like, one of the reports out there is that he wanted a contract from Brooklyn, and they wanted to tie it into if we win a championship, then you know that that'll be where the contract comes from because it's been difficult dealing with the guy the entire time there. And then you look at it and you go, okay, so now there's talks that Kevin Durant might get traded from Brooklyn. Everyone's like, well, it's time to hit reset. Well, if you recall, they're, Kevin Durant was trying to force a trade in the offseason. They're, they're four and a half games out of the one seed in the East. Like, it's not like they're the worst team in the league. And, and Kyrie couldn't handle it and had, had to bail because that's what he does. He, it's everywhere he goes, he won a championship in Cleveland, that, had to get that, the hell out of town. But isn't that how most – athletes are in the nba these days every every athlete in the nba kind of wants to bail don't they who wants to stay dame lillard might be the only one that i've ever heard of wanted to stay yeah i mean they vacated utah you see trades take or you see guys leave trades take place all the time all the time yeah i mean, I mean how many te- how many has cp3 been on how like, are we going to remember the kevin durant kyrie irving and james harden era with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, uh, what about eleven? Games? Yeah, about eleven. <laughs> it, games it will there. probably. <laughs> you, you know, it's crazy. We will get maybe a year or two removed from this year, and and that will actually be a trivia question. What team did James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving play on? They played. I mean, uh, and, and I guarantee you, most people will miss it. A little overhyped, but just a little overhyped as far as the expectations yeah, of what they, they were going to do. I think they th- like that's a real number. Like in total, they played oh, the three of them eleven games together. <laughs> like just you talked about accurate. That's how they played a little more than that. No, I think it was like a- a- actual eleven games on the court together. Shit. They played, and then they would then the the extra credit question would have been, well, who was the head coach? <laughs> Well, he gone. <laughs> and if they would have said Steve Nash, you, you'd be like, what? He, he the, gone. The, the guy that I played? Like Steve Nash? Yeah. Like Steve Nash? Yeah, the guy that does TikTok videos now. Which I don't know if you guys have seen those. What a weirdo. Oh, guy oh, guy went from stud NBA player to doing the river dance on TikTok oh, no. for, for oh, people. No. It's weird, oh, man. No. Does weird stuff. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Like the Eagles have not been great against the run all year, but their pass defense has been legit the whole year. Like the rush, their coverage. I mean, Slay is a stud back there. I don't really know what exploitations they're going to make, but I am curious to see what they could. They in trouble. They going. I mean, I don't know how elusive uh, Pat will be. Patrick Mahomes will be in this game, but I would assume his ankle will not be a hundred percent by the time this game comes around. I mean, he made it through that last game, and he actually ran in moments where he needed to run. I mean, Before obviously, he was assaulted none, at the end of the none game. being bigger than the the assault that took place yeah. at the end of the game. Okay, uh, but they were harassing him. Cincinnati was harassing Patrick Mahomes. He's going to get he I think he's going to get more coming into this game. And, and so I, I listen, I get it. I get I get what and I I'm not going to disagree that they didn't get a chance to see it, but I'm still going to maintain if your game plan is to disrupt and not give an offense an opportunity to be able to test and try to exploit what what Philly had going on, then that was a great game plan. Like if you're, if you feel like you can get to to the quarterback, which they were able to get to multiple quarterbacks in that game, with their pressure off of the edges. Well, they, they've been doing that all year. All year, seventy sacks. All so. year, all year. I mean, they. I mean, they are number what? Them and San Fran were like. I don't. I don't want. Well, San Fran. No, no one was even in their their category. Like they, they were okay. historical. You'd have well, to go back go. to I think the '85 Bears. The Bears. I think that yeah. Phil, well, there Philly you go. was third all time sacks in a season. Yeah. Uh, no one's even close to the. I think it was the '84 and '85 Bears. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, that so. is. That's just not. That's not good math for Kansas City. That's all I'm gonna say. It's, it's just not good math. Is Philly this good because they have not been tested at all in the playoffs? The Giants was a wipeout, the Niners, the injuries well, it, and do, all that. Look at this a different way. Go back through the quarterbacks they've gone through the past six games. 
Let's check this out. You got well. Okay, Ooh. we'll, we'll, we'll work yourself Jones. back. So they Daniel went up Jones. against uh, Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Yeah. Before that, Daniel Jones. Yeah. All right. They obviously had the bye, so they didn't play one on the wild card round. The last game of the season, which um, they, they played they Washington. Washington. Uh, yeah. The and that was like the. Th- no, it was Washington, wasn't it? Last game of the year. Yeah. No, last game of the year was uh, the Giants. They lost to the Giants. Okay. Yeah. No, so they Daniel beat the Giants. Jones. They beat the Giants. But that beat was the, the game they lost they, the week before. Jalen Hurts came back. They needed it to clinch the one seed. Right. Okay. And then, and then they, they, they played before the Giants. Uh, New Orleans. So that's not adult. very, very good. Teams. Yeah. And then, then you were at, at Dallas, <laughs> right. at Chicago. Well, can we say dang, Dallas the Giants? Then you've got I mean, the Titans and the Packers. Yeah, those I mean, aren't very good teams. <laughs> so I mean, outside of like Rogers, obviously the Packers and Dak. You kind of be like, all right, but look, the stats are the stats. I mean, they they were dominant this year. They were dominant. There's no doubt about it. So, I, look, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the right tackle spot for Casey Andrew Wiley. He's got to take on Hassan Riddick. Riddick, who's had a career year, he's been awesome in the playoffs so far, three and a half sacks. That is the matchup that I'm looking to see because I would say Wiley, and I'm not saying he's bad, but it Casey's got a good offensive line, and he's probably the weak link. And so when you look at the matchups all across the front, Josh Sweat's been awesome on the other side. You got Javon Hargrave, who's been great, Fletcher Cox. They rotate in the rest between Linval Joseph, Sue, all these guys. Like, there's, there's no help. Like, if you're Andrew Wiley, like, you, you, you can't get any help. No one's sliding to you, bud. You're going to be on an island by yourself. There might be times you get a tight end into Chip or running back to help out Chip. But, like, with that pass rush, like, there's just – you can't devote too many guys – to help out because other guys have issues with their one-on-ones. Like, like you really can't do a ton. So I don't know if KC is going to do a bunch of seven-man protections, if they do a bunch of five-man protections, just try to get the ball out quick, if they're going to implement a bunch of screens, maybe some RPOs, some things to try to get those guys to slow down the way they play. But I, I'm looking at Andrew Wiley at the right tackle spot versus Hassan Reddick. Like that week, if, if I'm going in this game planning – I'm trying to find ways of getting those, getting Riddick isolated on Wiley and seeing who wins that more often than not. I just can't figure out. I can't decide whether Philly is this dominant or they've just had fortunate scheduling. No, you can't. I'll put it to you this way. Even if you look at the teams that they've played and know that they're poor teams, it's still the league. Like, there's the whole idea, you're supposed to win the games you're supposed to win and get a game here and there against a team that you might not have been supposed to win against. They have won the vast majority of their games. They took on all comers this year, and they were pretty dominant all the way up until Jalen Hurts' injury. And it it looked like it seemed seemingly they they throttled down, um, at least – not throttle like down in terms of going faster. They kind of they they weren't going. They weren't doing as well, or it wasn't as as dominant. You know, even when he got back. But it looked like they turned it back on in and at the beginning of the playoffs. Like they have been truly dominant in the playoffs, and and that to me, if we historically look at teams that mess around and go win the playoff or win the Super Bowl. It's generally teams that you see play with a dominant style and a dominant brand of football where you talk about the elements that are being discussed here about this Philadelphia Eagles team. Now, with that being said, can can Kansas City bring to the table the the type of of schemes 
both offensively and defensively to be able to slow them down or make it a an ugly game. I would say defensively, they have the ability to make this an ugly game because they can get after it just as well as anybody up front. So to me, that's that's really what I'm I'm curious to see if because here, here's my thing, right? And I know we talked about how how San Francisco didn't sack uh, sack Jalen Hurts, but what they did do is contain him. And I know you know a lot of times people won't won't attribute a successful approach to how you play a guy if you didn't get the end result of getting a sack. But let me tell you something: they did not give Jalen Hurts very much running room. He did not have very much time to throw the ball, and it 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 bothered him in that game. And I I just wonder. I, I'm I'm certain Spagnola saw it because you would have had to really look for it. I'm certain he saw how they were, were cutting off the edges of the perimeter of, of the the offense or the side of the ball for Jalen Hurts to not just have the ability to just scramble around. Like when he ran, he was in duress. And they had the same type of personnel to be able to do that um, with Kansas City. You know, So to me, that's going to be the key. Can you get Jalen Hurts in a position where he's not able to just create with the run? If you're able to alter him in terms of being able to run past option, what he's got going on, and, and force him into very quick decisions, it could be a very, very ugly game for, for Philadelphia because to me, I think they can stop the run. I think I think Kansas City is equipped entirely to stop the run against Philly. So it will be interesting to see, can Jalen Hurts elude the, the pass rush? Can Jalen Hurts make quick decisions and deliver the ball in the passing game? We're going to find out a lot about Jalen Hurts because Spagnola is one of the best to do it in big games with defensive schemes. And so I'll, I'll be interested to see, excited to see how that plays out. You know what I, I didn't realize until this weekend? Adam Kaplan, who's covered the Eagles for a long time, he was on Fox Sports Radio. I didn't realize this, that Philly's last, so Nick Sirianni, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, mm-hmm. they were all, they only had one interview to be head coaches with Philly. Nobody else interviewed those guys. Nobody else interviewed Andy Reid. Nobody else interviewed Doug Peterson. And Nick Sirianni didn't get an interview with anybody else. Philly identified all those guys, hired them, and they've all taken them to Super Bowls. That's pretty impressive when you think about it. That, that what, They weren't on the radar of anybody else. Philly brought them in, liked what they saw. Andy Reid was obviously part of the Holmgren staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Peterson, you know, obviously playing quarterback. Pete, uh, Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah, and so, so you just it, it's funny how you see just that Philly's back at this point again and at this place again. It's like different eras of football, and it's worked, and here they are in, in a Super Bowl. And still a one-and-a-half-point favorite on DraftKings, those Philadelphia Eagles. One-and-a-half? One-and-a-half-point favorite. Are y'all Taking that one and a half, I'll take it on the other side. I'll, I'll take the opposite. That's what You're I do. KC. Yeah, I like KC. I think right now I feel like Philly. I'm, I'm with Lavar on this, but I, I, like I told you, my heart's with KC. I, there's so many good people there. Um, I don't know. It's tough, and it's tough too because you 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 feel like you miss out on you know going with the quarterback that's more proven in Patrick Mahomes. So I, that's always tough for me. Is is trying to sit there and say, well, yeah, I know how they match up in the trenches, 
but I still know the dude on the other side of the ball, the way he's going to be slinging around. I just, as I said before last week, it just has the feelings of, the, of Tampa Bay versus Casey, where you got to hobble Mahomes. I know the offensive line's better than it was for that matchup, but I still feel like this is this will be a tough front to go up against. So, but the running game is yeah. is not there for Kansas City. Well, they don't even try. Like that's yeah, the biggest issue. Is <laughs> they don't even care. Like they they throw screens and quick game and other things off that, and they're like, yeah, there's our run play. You know. Travis Kelsey there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with living and dying off of Patrick Mahomes' arm. arm. I mean, there's nothing yeah, wrong but, with it. Pacheco's been great for them this year. Like, as much as we've talked about Brock Purdy and Mr. Irrelevant and what he did for San Fran, Pacheco's been one of the better late-round picks as far as just his overall Pacheco's explosiveness and yeah. the balance he's provided them. They just they don't really care to run the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think they're – tremendously overmatched it's i'm and and it feels weird saying that about a philadelphia team like because they've always had really talented teams feel dirty no i just know historically they've always been so good and then they just they're kind of like almost like in that realm of dallas like they they tremendously overachieve to underachieve and 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 for what it's worth i mean it's probably why they only have one super bowl I mean, and you could take that all the way back to, to you know, Jerome Brown and, and Reggie White to, to those days when, when Randall Cunningham was the quarterback. They have always had tremendously talented teams. They just overachieved, underachieved. All the way through to McNabb, to the Super Bowl with McNabb and T.O. I mean, with, with the defensive backfield, the defense that they had with Jim Johnson, man, they had an elite defense for many, many years. And they just couldn't get it done. Now, that makes me just, wonder: can they over? Can they underachieve in this moment? It's over under. All right, lead to lap. How are we sitting after uh, this weekend's shenanigans? What happened this weekend? Well, it was the Pro Bowl over unders, which was very exciting. Um, we had, of course. The yardage winner for the longest drive competition. I think we might have even talked about this on Friday. Oh, man. Jordan Poyer had the longest yeah. drive of 316 yards, which was under, <sighs> which, Jonas, you had gotten that one. Yeah. Secondly, we had talked about the perfect scores for the best catch competition, which uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had won, but I did not see any perfect scores, so that was an under. Everybody took the over on that one. Winner of the flag football competition was the NFC. That went to Jonas and LaVar. Yeah. Uh-oh. Winner of kick-tack-toe, surprisingly, went to the NFC. Not Justin Tucker. And finally, winner of the cl- – and oh, the, again, wait, that was Jonas what? and LaVar. Sorry about that. That's and we do. Winner of the clash at the Coliseum Uh-oh. was Uh-oh. Martin Truex Jr., number 19, odd for Brady. So what's the final results? Jonas, you took the last week. I didn't, yeah. too. I didn't Whoa, take here we go. <laughs> here we go. You took odd? I took odd. It was I, yeah. I said 11. I, I'm, a, I'm an 11 guy. Like, I take odds. Yeah. I took odds. I just – Full disclosure, I'm pretty sure I took even. I always take even because Jonas is odd. I always take odd. I, no, I you took the you I... took the opposite of whatever Jonas wow. took, which was even. Don't matter now. Well, what? I, how did Jonas win? Yeah, that's what I do. He got he got more right than us. Um, but I don't think. By the way, I don't think I got any right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Knox I mean, Locks is Jonas starting. Jonas' name the whole time. Yeah, Knox Locks is starting to starting to figure things oh, out. Stop. Be really on the right not. side of stuff. It's the last game of the season. Full yeah. length, if that's the case. <laughs> um, if you win the Pro Bowl over unders, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. 
It's not going to take take too personally to that. All right, Lee. So we've got a special Super Bowl edition. So we're going to do five a day. Yes. Every day this week leading yeah, but up how to does Super this work? Bowl. Because we just we tallied them all up after the game, or was yeah, it like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought. Yeah, this but was Lee stuff don't know how to keep good records of this stuff. What are you talking about? I chose odd. Lee just gave me a point. I didn't even get it right. (laughs) You took one away from me. (laughs) I just had to admit that I I literally Yeah, I will take the point away from Brady. What what about that play in the daily picked out? What about that one? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Lee, have you found a Margaritaville in Phoenix yet? No, they closed down, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, we did say that. Lots of places for margaritas, though. Margaritas will be had. All right, guys, want to do some Super Bowl over-unders? Yes. All right, yeah. guys. All right, yeah. yeah. All right, first off, leading sure. it off, number of players that attempt a pass in the Super Bowl, two and a half. Ooh. Over. Uh, I'm going to take over on this. Um, a little, little gimmicky. I'm going to take under. Uh, a little under. halfback pass. I think it might be because of an injury. Oh, you think another? You think, um, you're uh, saying Mahomes is knocked out. That's what you're saying. I mean, Chad Henney comes back. They might have him running, or you you never know. A little Henny you know? on the rocks. For they Super might Bowl? they might get to Jalen Hurts. That people got to keep in mind. Jalen Hurts' shoulder isn't a hundred percent. Somebody could go down. The Minshew mania in the Super Bowl too. I mean, oh, that'd be awesome if Gardner Minshew got to play in the Super and Bowl. And one, not for Jalen Hurts. That would be wild. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, yeah, I took the over. I mean, yeah. that does happen in Philly. Backups win Super Bowls there. All right, what else we got, Lee? Guys, how many times will Tom Brady be mentioned during the broadcast? One and a half. Oh, over. Yeah, over. Um, okay. Now, is it just saying his name? Because if it's in the course of a conversation, if they say his name his twice. Name. It's his name. If he says his name. If, I'll, I mean, I'll say two separate conversations. Under. Two separate conversations. Yeah. Now you're, you're creating. Yeah. Like, See, that's why I asked those questions. If we hear the name, we hear the name. That's why I asked those questions. How many if times you, you said it? One and a half? Yes, one and a half. Okay, the rules, if you hear his name twice, it's the over. Yeah, it's I mean, two God dang, what do you mean? The two different conversations. Like, if you hear his name, <laughs> boom, that's one. It's the same conversation, boom, that's two. But if it's a different conversation. Okay, mean, but, what, but what if it's something like this? What if they're going, uh, see, the Tom Brady we watched in his early career one. was much different than the one. Tom Brady. That's two. That's, that's, you two. Hit that's over. one. Come on. That's you hit two. the over. Well, you're not supposed to count when you heard his name. When you say how many times you're going to hear his name. Lee, I'll still take the under. (laughs) I mean, he's got Lee in his back pocket anyway. Oh, man. Come on, bro. Fellas, number of beers that are sold at the Super Bowl, (laughs) 120,000. Record is 117. Say it again, man. Say it again. Number number of beers (laughs) sold at this Super Bowl, 120,000. And what's the record? Well, around 117 and a half. Oh, Bengals aren't in it, so they're not breaking the record. No yeah. one drinks more than Cincinnati fan base. I would take the under. Over. I would take the under. Come on, it's Philly. It's KC. Nothing like a nice cold beer with some barbecue. Yeah. Guys, length of the national anthem by Chris Stapleton, two minutes and five seconds. Over. Always bet the over. These guys are blowhards. They want their time to shine. Well, they have to time it up, too, with like a flyover or something. Right. They got to time yeah. it up. Yeah. I'm going to take – you said two minutes and five seconds? Yep. Yeah. How are we going to know? I'm going to take the over. By the way. I'm going to take the Love Chris Stapleton. We got one more, Lee, or is that it? Guys, how many times will Roger Goodell be shown one and a half times? I'm going to take the under. How many under. times will what? Roger Goodell be shown. I'm going to take the under. Ah, come on, Brady. Over. I don't know. I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.